This podcast from Teacher Magazine is supported by Credit Union SA, supporting the education community with exclusive education community banking benefits, including their low-rate education community credit card, no loan establishment fee on car and personal loans, and fee-free transaction accounts. Fees and conditions apply. For more, visit creditunionsa.com.au. Thank you for downloading this episode of the Research Files podcast series brought to you by Teacher Magazine. I'm Jo Earp. A three-year project in New Zealand has been exploring children's storytelling in kindergarten through to the first year and a half of school. It includes analysis of pretend play, specifically children giving voices to toys, objects and digital characters, and early literacy practices. The results were recently published in the journal Early Years. Author Dr Mandy Bateman, a senior lecturer in early childhood education, joined me on the line from the University of Waikato. Now, we'll talk about the wider project later, but for this particular focus on ventriloquism in early years literacy, who exactly was involved in that and what did he do? Um, So we had six children in Auckland, New Zealand, and six children in Timaru. Um, So six on the South Island, six on the North Island. And we had four researchers, so myself and Margaret Carr, Professor Margaret Carr, um, also at Waikato University, we worked with the Auckland children and teachers here. Um, And then we had Alex Gunnand, Professor Elaine Rees, working with the the South Island children. So um, basically we wanted to just find out about the early literacy practices that were happening there. So we wanted to go in in a very inductive kind of way and just video record the everyday kinds of things that were going on in the kindergarten, um, like you say, then through to the first half of the um, school year. Mm-hmm. And now the, the title of this particular paper mentions ventriloquism and just to let people know when you talk about that it's not the teacher using the puppets is it? it's the student giving these voices to well it was everything yeah. wasn't it figures digital characters yes yeah yeah it was wonderful and, and one of the, the really good things about um, one of the really nice things about doing uh, inductive research is that you can just go in you're just exploring the everyday kind of stuff that goes on and so what you want to look for is the things that are important to the participants themselves. So um, we could see for the children that this was one of the things that they kept on doing all of the time. There were so many occurrences of this kind of ventriloquism going on that it, it was worthy of a second look or a closer look at what was going on. So basically you see, and probably people who are listening will, will recognize this, that when children take an object, they can give a voice to it. Mm-hmm. And it's called um, object personification. And we'll drill down to some of the skills then now. So in the paper, you give examples of some conversations that you recorded, and uh, they, re- they make really interesting reading. They're quite cute, really. There's there's one with a four-year-old boy there playing in a sandpit. He's giving a voice to his Spider-Man figure, but there's one in a digital context as well. A girl is in an iPad. So, w- what kind of things were they are they exhibiting there in terms of the skills in terms of early literacy practices? Yeah. So. Um, so when we think about literacy in um, the very narrowest kind of form, so we think of reading and writing. And so when we're thinking about how is it that we can actually get children or um, help children, support children to develop these kinds of reading and writing skills, these early, very early on um, reading and writing skills, 
we just imagine that they're going to have to put a story together at some point to be able to write about that story. So the team of us, we sort of think that this is something that's very important, actually, that's come from the study, that in order to be able to write a story for those um, later literacy practices in school, actually, you need to be able to think about a story. You need to be able to imagine a story. And so what we saw in the ventriloquism um, act was children actually imagining these characters and putting these characters to acts that would sort of co-construct a storyline together. So they're all very spontaneous kind of occurrences. Mm -hmm. So we see um, children imagining these characters, but rather than narrating about them or telling about them, they're actually performing them through their talk. So they'll have these um, what we call paralinguistic features, so changes in voice prosody, so the tone and the pitch of the voice will change from their normal voice. The gaze of their um, interaction was very interesting, where they would actually look at the character, look at the object or the character on the iPad, um, rather than the person who was actually speaking, as if to prompt that character to talk. Um, so it was really bringing these um, characters alive through all of these paralinguistic features they were doing. So in terms of early literacy um, practices, this orally formulating characters, so formulating characters through this oral storytelling that they were actually participating in through ventriloquism um, was, was something that we can link to, to literacy practices, to these early literacy practices of actually what is a character, you know, what are the features of this character, what's, what are the type of things that this character might do. You know, for instance, you say about um, the little boy Martai, um, well, he's playing Spider-Man in the sand pit, so he was getting into all sorts of trouble, you know, getting stuck in the sand. And these, so those were the kinds of things that that cat particular character was doing. Um, and, and then you can think about, well, maybe he would like to write a story about that a little bit later. But you have to have these um, imaginative skills, being able to have the opportunity to play those out, first of all, before we get to that point. Mm -hmm. So we, we, we talked about the, the, these kindergarten interactions. We moved to a primary classroom setting then, um, yeah. uh, presumably then about a year or so down the line where, um, the, the, and this is more of a setup thing, isn't it? So the teachers finish yeah, reading a yeah. book and for one of the follow-up activities, students can play yeah. with this puppet theatre and um, uh, the, the boy that we've been talking about with the Spider-Man figure in kindergarten, he's, he's pretty yeah. good with this, isn't he? Yes, he is. And um, I've got to say, I think all our children are very good at everything that they do. <laughs> you get very attached to children when you've been following them around for three years. They're absolutely lovely. But yes, he is. And and I think, um, I mean, it's like anything. The more practice you can have at something, the more confident you're going to be in doing it. And also, you know, being able to feel like you've got the skills to enact a, 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 a character or whatever, you know. It's all through practice, and so we think maybe, I mean, there could be a link between it, but certainly when, when you're feeling confident enough that you can do something, then you can take that with you into, the next, into a different context. So when we're thinking about transition for children through um, early childhood through to school, which is what we had the privilege of being able to observe in this project, things like opportunities for this type of um, pretend play through providing objects and resources for children is very important. So as with the little boy, you can see he's doing very well in the early childhood um, centre and then again um, does very well when he gets to school. But it seems to be a little bit of an advance in a way. In early childhood, he had the idea of trouble and uh, Bruner's notion of bringing trouble into a story means that it makes it really interesting for the 
um, story recipients, you know, mm -hmm. makes it quite interesting to watch. And so he did that in the school setting, but he also added this lovely humour. You know, his character wasn't quite ready to go on stage yet, so he had to have a shower, first of all, you know, <laughs> and all these kind of humorous actions that he was putting in there. Um, I think can show a kind of a development in being able to already formulate these characters in very different, more, more and more complex ways, really. So you've already mentioned there about some of the things that educators can do. What are some of the other implications then of this research? So yeah, um, like I was saying, being able to um, provide resources for children to be able to engage in these types of activities. So, um, for example, having the access to open-ended objects like they had in the early childhood centre, things like Play-Doh and puppets and the iPad and those sorts of things. Having those also then in school means that um, it eases that transition to be able to do those kinds of um, early literacy practices like orally formulating characters and co-constructing storylines, especially impromptu storylines where you have to really think quickly about what the um, story recipient might want the story to be, you know, and having to negotiate those storylines. Having the resources available, but also the time, the time and the space to be able to give children um, opportunities for engaging in this kind of pretend play is really important too. Just briefly then, what are some of the main findings of that three-year project and what are the next steps in terms of future research and so on? Yeah, so the, the project is winding up now, it's coming to an end, we're at the end of the three years. Um, it was a teaching and learning research initiative um, funded project and we were supported by um, the Wilf Malcolm Institute for Educational Research here at Waikato University to do the project. So, so one of the main things I think is probably that we want to um, encourage teachers to provide this space and the resources for pretend play as I've suggested before. Um, but also to be aware of all the different ways that storytelling can be um, supported between early childhood and school. So getting early childhood teachers possibly to, to talk with school teachers about the kinds of things that they do, the kinds of opportunities that they have. That was something that was um, very positive within the study. Often school teachers don't know what is, has, the children have already been engaged in in early childhood centers. And early childhood centers don't really know where the teachers, the children are going when they go up to school, you know, in terms of what they'll be doing, the resources available and those sorts of things. But things like, um, we're thinking about a patchwork of storytelling where we have uh, so many different areas where storytelling um, actually happens, things like stories at home, having puppet theatres there, um, having visitors come in for storytelling, book making, importance of ICT in storytelling and, and so on and so on. So these are the kinds of things that we're finding in the project so far that would be interesting to go into more detail about in the future. Mm -hmm. Well, we wish you luck with that future research, but for now, uh, Dr. Mandy Bateman, thanks very much for sharing your work with the research files. Thank you very much for having me, thanks. You've been listening to a podcast from Teacher Magazine, supported by Credit Union SA, supporting the education community with exclusive education community banking benefits, including their low-rate education community credit card, no loan establishment fee on car and personal loans, and fee-free transaction accounts. Fees and conditions apply. Visit creditunionsa.com.au. To keep listening or to download all of our podcasts for free, visit acer.ac forward slash teacher iTunes or www.soundcloud.com 
forward slash teacher hyphen A-C-E-R. To find out more about the research discussed in this podcast and related reading, and to access the latest articles, videos and infographics, visit www.teachermagazine.com.au.